Now, the annual Stray Dogs statistics were released last week. They make for promising reading, the lowest ever figure for dogs destroyed in pounds, as well as a reduction in the number of dogs entering the pounds. And to talk about this, Pete the Vet, if you've got questions for Pete, uh, do get them to us, 53106 at a cost of 30 cent. Pete, good morning. Good morning, Pat. Good reasons to be optimistic about all of this. Uh, The numbers are way down. They are. I mean, this really is a great success story. Like when I came to Ireland back in the early 1990s, there were up to 30,000 dogs being destroyed every year. 30,000. That figure has now come down to just 398. That's a massive, massive drop. And it really is tremendous. Now, presumably there are still dogs being abandoned and so on and so forth. So what's happening to the dogs now? So so, so basically what happens is there are still around 9,000 dogs entering the pounds. And most of those, sadly, are people's pets that are just abandoned. They're either found straying the streets and they're not reclaimed by owners, or 2,500 dogs are literally surrendered by their owners to the pounds. So, you know, we still have to work on that. People shouldn't get dogs unless they know that they really can care for them, that they have time and space and money to do that. And that's really a very big issue. But what's really improved is that the rescue groups around the country have done a really great job of literally rescuing dogs from the pounds. So they're no longer put down. Instead, the rescue groups take them, look after them and find new homes for them. And this is really, really positive. Now, the pounds are supposed to be part funded by the licenses, uh, dog licenses, and it turns out that not everyone who has a dog has a license. Yeah, I mean, this, I think this is a really big issue. It's estimated there are around 650,000 dogs in this country, but there's only just over 200,000 dog licenses. That means that nearly 70% of people don't bother to get a license. Um, and that's it's about 20 euros a year. You can imagine that's a huge amount of funding that is lost to the local authorities. Um, uh, there are some counties where there are around 10 dog licenses per 100 people, and that's pretty much um, on, on par with what it should be. But there are other counties like Dublin City and, and Wicklow where there's nearly just two licenses per 100 people. So that's way, way lower than the number of people who own dogs, probably 10, 10 people per 100 Uh, people own dogs. So that means, again, 80% of people aren't getting licenses. Now, those those local area dog control services are also struggling for funding. And there's a thing here that if they were actually able to get people to buy dog licenses, they'd have more money to resource um, the local authority dog dog warden service and the dog pounds. That would improve the facilities for the stray dogs and it would mean it'd be a much less of a problem. Um, I mean, there is another issue also with on-the-spot fines for not having a dog licence and prosecutions if you don't pay those fines. And again, the highest-ranking counties also have the highest number of of fines that are successfully um, uh, enforced. And so perhaps there are lessons there for the counties that aren't managing to get the high numbers of dog licences. Now, um, pandemic pets, we know there's an increase in people actually uh, getting a pet for the family during the pandemic because people are spending more time at home and perhaps more permanently so. Uh, One uh, question here, how can people stay productive uh, while working from home and not starve the pet of affection? You can imagine the pet scratching on the door of the room in which you're working or barking and you're trying to concentrate and so on. Is that any kind of an issue? I think I think that's a big issue with people thinking now that I'm at home, I can have a dog I've wanted for years. 
you have to realize, first of all, you're possibly only at home temporarily. And once you have to go back to work, your dog still has to have a happy life. So it doesn't mean that you can just get a dog because you happen to be at home just now. Um, the other thing is that, yes, dogs do need attention. They do need to be walked twice a day. and They do need ongoing attention through the day. And if you can't do that with your, with your job, then, 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 you know, the dog is not for you. I think there are other big issues as well with, with the way that it's also to do with enforcement, the way that um, dogs are sold. When you sell a dog, you absolutely have to follow the laws. And a lot of people aren't doing that. You're still finding, especially things like on Facebook, people selling dogs without providing microchip numbers, without, um, without doing things properly. Enforcement of the laws of this country would make a big difference to animal welfare. And that is the big issue. We have the laws now in Ireland, but we don't have enforcement. Um, someone wants to know, uh, ask Pete, when will rescue dogs be available for rehoming? I'm looking for a small adult female like a Yorkie or Jack Russell or Shih Tzu or similar. Life is lonely without a dog to talk to. They also encourage exercise as they love their walks. I lost Lucy, a rescued Tibetan Spaniel, to a stroke last year. So Paul wants to replace Lucy with something. Is there a delay on getting rescue dogs? Well, yes, un- unfortunately... For lots of reasons linked to COVID, it is very difficult to find dogs right now, partly because of lockdown. We're not mentally moving around and meeting people and so on, partly because more folk are at home and they think they can have a dog and they're getting dogs. And that means that demand has gone way up. So supply has gone down a bit. Demand's gone way up. So it's quite difficult to find the dog you want. What I'd say to anybody just now is please be patient. Use a a good website like petbond.ie, which has been designed to work with ethical breeders and ethical dog rescues as well, so you can be sure you're getting a dog from a good source. So petbond.ie is a good place to start, but the biggest thing is people are trying to rush it. And because of that, they're then going to puppy farmers and and, um, and getting or perhaps getting rescue dogs that don't suit them properly, and that's just storing up problems. So do be patient, and you will find the right animal in due course. Yeah. My West Highland is drinking a lot of water. What could that be from James and Cork? Lots of possible ones that jump to mind would be a disease called Cushing's disease um, and also diabetes mellitus. These are two very common causes of an increase in thirst. The bottom line is you need to go to your vet, take a urine sample to the vet, and they'll check the urine. They may take a blood sample and they'll soon have an answer as to what's causing the problem and you can then get it fixed. My puppy, 12 weeks, a rescue whippet collie cross, doesn't want to go outside and won't go for a walk. Help, please, from Anne. Yeah, I mean... One of the big issues that people getting dogs from puppy farm type places is that the puppies are very badly socialised. Puppies should be allowed to get used to new experiences and new people from when they're just two, three weeks of age. And a lot of puppies just are just kept in sheds, have no, no social attention. So they end up as very fearful when they go to their new homes. And that can be very, very difficult to sort. So the first message for everybody is make sure you choose a puppy from a really well socialised background. If you have a nervous, frightened puppy like that, then you need to, um, I suppose you need to egg them along gently, gradually introducing them to to new experiences while giving them praise and rewards for behaving normally. And most dogs do get a bit better as they grow older. And really, it is down to patience and and them having good experiences uh, and hoping that they'll learn. And uh, we have no more time for questions, but if you have any further queries, I could direct you to Pete's new website, Petfix Club. PetFixClub.com. Pete, what's that? Basically, it's a really exciting project I've been involved with. It's a subscription-based website, which is designed to help owners to make sure they give their pets their best possible lives. 
So basically, it's got loads of personalized information, articles, videos, and tips, um, all sorts of things that you need for your pet. As well as that, there's an online store with products that I can personally recommend. So there's an awful lot going on there. For me, it's, it's, it's a summation of, of a career, really, of working with pets and with people and with giving out information about pets. We put it all into the website, petfixclub.com, and I'm really, really excited about it, Pat. Yeah, and I had a small involvement myself in helping you to set it up, so I'm happy to to say it looks uh, pretty good. Is it um, online yet? Yes, it, it was. It had a quiet launch this week. We'll have a bigger, proper launch next week. Um, so we're, we're, it's, it's at the stage where, for the first time, it's gone from behind the scenes to upfront public, and everybody can go and look for themselves. You can look at the outside and watch the video from PetFlixClub.com. But if you want to see all the details, then you have to sign up for a 30-day free trial. It doesn't cost you anything to sign up for that. Um, and and like we'd welcome as many and people as possible. Come can. along and have all a look. Right. Pete Wedderburn, Pete the Vet, thank you very much for joining us.